Financial Residency is proud to bring you Grand Rounds with Dr. Tammy. Each week, Tammy Krause explores a new topic related to achieving financial independence by building and protecting your wealth. She invites guests who are experts in their fields who will share honest and valuable advice on a variety of topics. If you have an idea for a podcast, please email Tammy, that's T-A-M-M-Y, at financialresidency.com. Now grab your front row seat to this week's Grand Rounds. Hi, and welcome back to Grand Rounds. Some days as physicians, we just have a really hard time remembering why we even went into this profession. But occasionally, I stumble onto a story that just is truly inspiring. And it kind of reminds me that sometimes physicians just find the best way to give back. And I've got one of those stories here to share with you today. I've got two brothers who really wanted to do something when there was a Lebanon bombing back in 2020. Family ties to that area. They grew up loving that area and they knew people were just in crisis. And so they wanted to figure out a way how they could help. So today I've invited Dr. Noel Ayub and Dr. Mark Ayub to the show so they could tell us our story. Welcome to the show, guys. Thank you so much for having us. Excited to be here. Thank you for having us. Let's start with the crisis. Let's start with what you learned after this happened, what your feelings were, and how in the world did you decide to, you know, do something while you were in residency in the United States and want to do something internationally? Yeah. So for the people who aren't aware, in August of 2020, they had a large explosion. People say it's the largest non-nuclear explosion that has ever happened. It was in the middle of the capital and destroyed about a third of the capital. Hundreds died, thousands were injured, and hundreds of thousands became homeless in a matter of seconds. This was in August of 2020, so still the early days of the COVID pandemic. And the people of that country that time were suffering from the pandemic, the explosion, and on top of that, an economic, political, and social collapse. Multiple hospitals were destroyed. My brother lives in New York, and I live in Northern California. Many of our acquaintances, friends, and family members who are Lebanese were trying to find ways to help. And we thought that the best way we could help was to utilize our background as physicians and provide outreach. This was six months after COVID started, really started and hit the world, and telehealth was really making waves all over. People weren't really using international telehealth. We figured this is a way that we can help the people of our country. So within a span of a few days, we created a website. Neither of us have any technical background, but somehow created a website and launched it and kind of went from one way to another. We started advertising within a few days, had 150 U.S. healthcare providers sign up to volunteer with us. And then because we have a strong network in Lebanon, we're able to expand and get the word out to Lebanese very quickly and had patients signing up from day one. It was amazing how quickly providers signed up and even more amazing how quickly patients signed up and were willing to reach out to healthcare providers across the world and talk about some of the issues that they're having. So what was the goal when you set this up? I mean, I know you're trying to provide healthcare across, you know, thousands of miles, but how did you go about setting this up? We were stuck here focusing on the pandemic itself. So we were definitely in a situation trying to treat patients here. But, you know, our hearts are back home and we were devastated when the explosion happened. So our goal was, how can we help without being physically there? So we kind of brainstormed and literally I was in residency. My brother was in residency himself. We came home one day, jumped on the phone, like figured it out real quick. And 
know, like my brother was saying, it was early on in the days of the pandemic and we were kind of all getting adapted to telemedicine and COVID showed us that telemedicine was here to stay. So put together this platform and we were like, let's just help people the way we can using our skills. So we basically just wanted to help the overburdened healthcare system in Lebanon. And we did so through telemedicine. Mark is being a little humble by saying that because he was at the first and hardest hit hospital in the country as one of just three residents in the ICU taking care of COVID patients. So he was extremely overworked, overburdened, got COVID very early on and was still working on things like this. And yeah, like Mark said, we really wanted to increase access to care and reduce the burden on local healthcare professionals. We know that telehealth can't solve all problems. And we've seen that with the past three years of the pandemic. But we felt like if there are ways that we can decrease the amount of patients that are going to hospitals asking simpler questions, then this would be a platform that would be very helpful. Or we also knew that these patients were suffering from trauma after trauma with the social, political, economic situation and with COVID and the explosion. And we knew that telehealth was one way that we can provide mental health support to people in Lebanon. And this is especially important because like in many places around the world, there's a huge stigma around mental health in the Middle East and in Lebanon. One of the, I think, greatest takeaways we took early on is that patients would tell us they felt more comfortable speaking to providers halfway across the world about mental health issues because they felt like that person was less likely to know their friends, them or their friends or family members. So it felt like it was even more confidential. True. That makes sense. Now, beyond the mental health, are you actually able to provide them with other types of medical care as well? So early on, mental health was our main focus, especially with like stress disorder, PTSD. But then as the days from the acute explosion happened, we started realizing that we were actually treating a long-term issue, a long-standing issue with general medical questions. So patients were asking us about blood pressure medication, heart medication. They didn't have access to healthcare over there. They didn't have access to hospitals or pharmacies. So they started just asking us a bunch of questions related to their health in general. We realized quickly that from one standpoint, we weren't able to physically give them prescriptions to go to a pharmacy and pick up medication. So what we had to do was kind of create our ground operations. And one of the ways we did that was contact providers on the ground and kind of create like an agreement between us and them, basically saying if we had a patient that was, for example, acutely suicidal, can we send them urgently to a clinic on the ground? If somebody needed medications, can we send them to a provider over there to prescribe them with the medications? And then it turned more so into, could we do a doctor to doctor consultation between providers in Lebanon to the providers that we have? So essentially we started out as a mental health platform, but I think with everything that was going on there and the overburdened healthcare system, we ended up realizing we were treating it another need that was needed by the people of Lebanon. That was a really good way to build partnerships with people on the ground. So we built these sort of relationships where we would refer patients to them if we felt like they needed it in person or urgent care, like Mark stated. And in return, they would also refer patients to us who couldn't pay for care. So it was, it was more of a two-way street rather than us just sending them patients. And the doctor-to-doctor consultation, we found that there was a strong need for gaining access to medical knowledge among providers within and outside Lebanon. So it was a good way for them to reach out to our providers and ask questions, even though they were board-certified professionals themselves. I know you said you had, I think, 150 professionals sign up to try and, you know, help the people of Lebanon at that time. How did you connect the patients with the providers, you know, for appointments? I think it took us about four to five days to put together this whole platform. So we'd come home from residency, kind of brainstorm, how are we going to put this whole thing together? And we would just start outsourcing. We'd Google search. We'd see what was available out there. So essentially what we did was create a centralized platform where people can sign up. 
And then we used a free video conferencing software and then we used a free calendar software. So basically a patient would go into the network and they basically sign up for what they wanted. They choose what type of service they want, whether it was mental health, general medical questions, someone to speak to, et cetera. They choose which language they'd want to do it in Arabic, English, French, because most people in Lebanon speak all three of those languages. And then they'd select the available date. On the provider end, what they would do is they'd sign up, they'd schedule which language they would be more comfortable speaking with, which services they'd like to be helpful in. And then a calendar would pop up and they basically select their availability seven days a week, 24 hours a day. So the next available provider would pop up on the patient screen and they just connect it and they get an email with the video link. And then on that specific appointment day, they just Zoom teleconference and then go from there. We also provided other research, uh, other ways of communication in case people either didn't want to be on video, especially with mental okay. questions, or if they just wanted to text and ask questions, try to provide a variety of different ways. I think our first, first iteration was just WhatsApp. And then we transitioned to the free online platform. Very nice. Now going internationally with healthcare, what are the liability issues for someone in the U.S. trying to help someone, you know, overseas? Yeah, that's a great question. And I think things have changed over the past three years. When we were first trying to do this, there really wasn't any groundwork and there wasn't any standards or protocols for how people could do this and what the specific liabilities were. We were very fortunate that we had two law firms in the United States and one law firm in Lebanon take us on pro bono and help work out the legal issues. And part of their agreement that we came up with was that all providers had to be in the United States and all patients had to be in the specific countries or areas that we were operating in. And all patients and all providers sign agreement forms when they sign up in order to absolve us of liability. And I understand you had such tremendous success and such an overwhelming response in Lebanon that you actually expanded that into other areas that are having crises as well. Is that right? Yeah, absolutely. We saw that there was such an opportunity and such an unmet need in Lebanon that we knew that this wasn't specific to just Lebanon. And there were so many other places that would deal with similar issues. And we started thinking back to the different natural crises or wars that we've experienced throughout our lives and felt like these are opportunities where people can help and opportunities where you don't need to be there in order to provide as much healthcare and as much support as you would like. The first platform was Heal Beirut, and that was focused on Beirut, Lebanon. And we then expanded this to more of an umbrella organization called Heal Remote or healremote.com. And this organization we see as being able to utilize the infrastructure and the resources we've already built in order to launch into new cities whenever they experience any crises, whether it's natural or man-made. So we've launched in Turkey, in Syria, and in Ukraine so far. Very nice. So are you dealing right now with a lot of the earthquake victims or the war victims in Ukraine? Yeah, we definitely are. I mean, we just launched briefly or recently. So we're still in the early stages of the Heal Remote global platform. As we did launch it, we were finding more difficulties that we didn't necessarily realize we had in Beirut because of our close connection to Lebanon. Some of the things are, for example, when the earthquake happened in Syria and Turkey, they lost their communications network. So how are we going to reach those people that don't have access to Wi-Fi? How are we going to deal with the language barrier? Because we had a huge connection to people in the Lebanese community and were able to spread the word quickly. Luckily, we were still able to reach, reach a lot of doctors who were able to help us provide free services to those in need. But we're still working out on the kinks. It's still an early platform, but I mean, I think we'll eventually work it all out and get there. That's one of the things we're looking for right now. I think it's so much easier to launch in a new city when we have partners or connections, either expatriates or others who 
know those cities and know the people there who can help spread the word on the ground, um, especially when there are issues with communication or when there's a lot of chaos going around in the area. Have you had good luck trying to find, I mean, I know we have such an international community of physicians here in the U.S. Have you been able to find a lot of physicians that have those ties back to these countries that you're expanding into now to help you with that? We have, and it's been great. People, just like with Lebanon, really want to help their their home country and want to help the people over there. So they really go out of their way and get excited when they hear about a platform like this. Are you able to work with other organizations like Docs Without Borders or Red Cross or anything along those lines to try and help spread the word there on the ground in those countries? Yeah. So with Lebanon, we're affiliated with the branch of the WHO and the UN in Lebanon, working with refugees on the ground. Lebanon has a lot of Palestinian and Syrian refugees from four of these crises. So we've been working with them. It has been more difficult for us to build these relationships in those other countries, Doctors Without Borders and other organizations with the war and after the earthquakes. I can imagine. I feel like everyone is in this, you know, crisis here of burnout and everyone's always trying to remember why they got into this profession in the first place. I feel like would touch so many hearts. If there was somebody that wanted to get involved with your organization, how would they go about doing that? Yeah, providers can go sign up if they like specifically help Heal Beirut. It can be at www.healbeirut.com. For the global platform, it can be reached at www.healremote.com. And if you'd like to email us, you can email at info at healremote.com. Now, do you take on physicians, nurse practitioners, nurses, I mean, across all spectrums of healthcare providers? Or are you limited to one area? Licensed healthcare professionals are eligible. So, We've had also a lot of medical students or other types of students kind of reach out to us, but due to the legal issues, they weren't able to actually treat patients, but they're able to help us in other ways, whether it's through promotions or the back end. They're also welcome to sign up for marketing, things like that. Sorry if I'm going way off topic here, but what about like physical therapists? Can they do anything online to help some of these people that may have physical trauma? Yeah, physical therapy is definitely an area where telehealth can be extremely important and useful. We partnered with an organization for Heal Beirut to provide free physical therapy to patients on that website. We are do not have an organization or a physical therapist who are providing that on Heal Remote. Um, that is something that we would like to start. I am so amazed at you guys. What an incredible endeavor. And then to take it on during residency, which is a nightmare, as we all know. And then with COVID in 2020, when it was first happening, you guys are just amazing. I can't wait to see where else you go in your life. (laughs) Thank you. It's been really (laughs) enjoyable and really exciting to be able to do something outside of just being in the hospital and taking care of patients there, but utilizing technology and just expanding the reach of healthcare. That's awesome. Well, if anyone listening today, again, would like to volunteer with these organizations, you can go to www.healbeirut.com or www.healremote.com. Well, guys, thanks so much for joining me today. And I look forward to hearing more about your story. I hope you'll come back and tell me how it's going soon. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having us and hearing our story. Absolutely. And good luck with the rest of residency. You're both finishing up this year, right? Thank you. Awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Bye, guys. And I hope you all turn in again next week for Grand Rounds.